Hey everybody, it's Bibi Manek. This week, Patrick's busy, so I'll have a very special guest in. I'm really excited about the episode, but before we get on with that, at the time of editing this, I learned about the, the sad passing of Young Dolph, senseless tragedy. He seemed like a really great guy, a really fun musician, had a lot of fans, and he looked out for his fans. And this is just a senseless tragedy, so I didn't think it would be right if I didn't say anything. Rest in peace to Young Dolph. My thoughts go out to his family, his friends, and his fans. And uh, I hope, I really hope this is the last type of headline we see like this for a very long time. Anyway, on with the episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the show. You're joined by me, BB Manic. Patrick's off this week, but I am joined by a very special guest. I don't know if you've seen, but a lot of people recently started talking about the artwork for Punk, which is the newest album by Young Thug. And it got me kind of thinking that it's interesting for such a diverse genre that's got some really iconic images and album covers. We haven't really seen anything in the past decade, I'd say, that has got people talking as much as this does. It's a bit of a shame, and I kind of wanted to get into that and kind of wanted to get into things from the point of view from someone who works in that side of the industry. So I've got Dan Evans today. He is a fantastic graphic designer, illustrator. Yeah, Dan, explain a bit more about what you do to people and just tell people like a bit about yourself. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I'm an, I'm an illustrator. I do, I do a bit of design. I'm freelance, so I get to work for lots of different clients. I do a lot of uh, editorial work you know, magazines and book covers and things. But yeah, also do sometimes get to do album covers and T-shirt designs and all sorts of things. So um, yeah, got quite a, hopefully quite a breadth of knowledge and or I know a little bit about a lot of things, basically. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, you, you spoke about, you know, your, your the fact you've done album work, work before. And like one of the things that you did that really stuck out to me when we first started chatting was the iconic images of, of like your favourite rappers. And so I kind of wonder, as someone who does this, yeah, is it slightly frustrating seeing like the lack of imagination that's in the industry right now? Um, yeah, I I do feel like that. I mean, in general, of you know, as an illustrator, I always want to see more illustration out there, mm. wherever it is. But but I do feel like you know, the hip hop covers that I think of when I was growing up, like you know, Snoop. The you know doggy style, style album yeah. cover and, and MF Doom and even like I remember Eminem I don't think I don't think it was the covers but you know he had the like the pill yeah he the, did like, the stuff uh, with the scam artist on inside of a uh, Slim Shady LP yeah that's the one and so th- these are things that like they had a big impression on me growing up I can remember like copying the doggy style album cover and trying to you know recreate that kind of style and things. And there does seem to be quite a lack of that at the moment, I yeah. think, anyway. I mean, I'm not, like, I don't, I don't, I, I need to, I mean, I, oft, I often look to your feeds and stuff to see what's going on with, you know, new releases and stuff. I, I'm not as sort of tuned in as I used to be. But, but see, I think, uh, I think that's the sad thing because I think back in the day, you didn't even have to be. Some of these, these images, I mean, maybe this, this is partly nostalgia talking, but I think there was so much design so so much thought put into that design that it kind of transcended the genre. And so you'll hear like, yeah. like I know people that have never listened to rap outside of Tupac, but they love Tupac. And a lot of them, one of the albums I hear like often is the, I don't know if you remember Until the End of Time, which is the painted image of him. He's looking to the side 
and it's and like I know people that are like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. just like stop them in their tracks, and they're like, who is that? Because it didn't look the same as a lot of stuff. And like you know, like you said, you had Eminem was working with, with Scam Artist, and Scam Artist like one of the first things I ever saw by him, he did some early track called Quest stuff, and I'd never seen anything like it. They used to have this um, iconic painted woman, and he did like a lot of illustrations of her, and yeah, like it's it's just a real shame. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the artists themselves or it's a mandate from head office now that like you know people don't buy illustrated covers but i don't know you just go into a lot of these rap sections in you know stores that still exist or even when you're flicking through itunes and i feel like of all the genres right now rap's kind of like trying the least and it's a real shame because you used to have guys like bill sinkevich you know who's also who was doing daredevil and electra at the time and they could go do something like epmd and they had like these beautiful painted covers that look like movie posters and yeah it's just a bit it's a bit gutting those covers are the ones that that they go beyond just being an album cover. They, they, you know, people, they stick in your head and they, you know, I, I remember like the Tupac thing. I remember that on t-shirts yeah. everywhere and posters on walls and like people would want to have these things on their wall. They were, they were works of art in their own right. Yeah. And actually you look around now, there's not many covers that you would think I'd, I have that on my wall. Like I'd want to see that every day because there's a lot of, there's a lot of bland stuff going on. Like yeah. you said, maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's a head off thing. Like they think this isn't going to sell. We just need to, you know, we'll, we'll do, we'll do the tried and tested thing I don't and get if, it out there. And- I don't know if it's a similar thing, but I remember years ago, I, re- I feel really bad. I've forgotten his name, Drew something, but it's basically, you know him. He's the guy who did all the iconic Indiana Jones posters, the illustrator. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was asked why you don't, why don't you do that much work anymore? And he said that a few years ago, there was like, I think a survey, Universal or someone did it. And the general public basically equates illustrations with cartoons and they they equate cartoons with children. So if they see an illustrated poster, they assume the movie's animated. If they assume the movie's animated, they assume it's not going to be for them. It's just going to be for kids. And so he just started getting less and less work. And I wonder if like, I don't know how that would translate to music, but I wonder if it's a similar thing of like, maybe people just for whatever reason don't take illustration seriously which i mean in movies is depressing anyway because spider-verse is like as an example is one of the best things that's happened in the past decade but completely unseen whereas we know that you know when no way home comes out it's going to make a billion dollars some of the work i do occasionally is for um like a film poster design company so but i do like behind the scenes stuff so what they tend to do is they they get someone like me to to like sketch roughly sketch 15 20 ideas yeah and they put them in a in a book and that goes to the film they then go and turn into the real one and they will often the, the studio i work for anyway they often try and have a, a maybe a painted version or an illustrated alternative the studios 100% of the time ignore that and these days, they always pick something that they've seen 10, 15, 20 times before. Yeah. You know, a guy looking over his shoulder and on his back that, you know, the, the type. I mean, you, you see it, don't yeah. you? You look, at, you look at a bunch of film posters now. The colour palettes are the same. Yeah. Poses are the same. It's just uniform stuff. Funny is the money, the money men making those decisions where they're like, well, we know that's sold. Yeah. Let's just do it again. There's very little, very little creative risks taken in that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's a real shame because you've got companies like Mondo that will do their alternative versions 
that have this, these incredible color palettes and compositions and they'll yeah. take one scene out of context but just give it a completely new context and you know we've seen them we love them people yeah. go out and buy them and frame them for like hundreds of dollars so clearly it's not a niche thing like mondo's basically made their bread and butter of that there is an audience for it there are people that appreciate that but because these studios aren't really trying to get the specialist fan they want to get everyday audience i mean because here's the thing i really wonder if it's a thing of like is that what the general public wants or or just studios just decided that's what they want and they're just going to keep putting out these bland things because it's like they studio posters weren't always like this no no like you said they used you know you look at back at the old indiana jones posters and james bond films and stuff they were like works of art yeah um i think have you seen the um the poster for licorice pizza I haven't even heard anything about it. I saw someone tweeting about it earlier. I was like, what is that? I've literally never even heard of it. I'm going to Google it right now as we speak. So it's I've, The trailer looks good and stuff, but what what's interesting and what's like pertinent to this conversation is the poster is, a, is an illustrated or a painted poster, and it's had such great response online. Like, So for me personally, the style isn't my favourite, Yeah. but obviously I, I celebrate seeing something a bit different and it's interesting you know he's a big big director obviously big budgets behind him and stuff and the studio i assume have just let him or his team at least go with what they wanted so he i think the film is set in the 70s and they've they've picked a a poster that reflects that which is fantastic you know it's i want to see more of that kind of thing I think if I'm not remembering correctly, I'm pretty sure the poster for Inherent Vice is illustrated as well. And that was quite nice as well. So, yeah, I think if you've got someone who's got enough clout like, like he does, you can kind of push back on that type of thing. But, yeah, unfortunately, it's not it's not commonplace as it should be. Oh, yeah, I'm just looking at the Inherent Vice poster. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. That, you know, Wes Anderson is another director yes. who obviously he's used illustration in his posters. But, again, is it because these guys have got to a certain point in their careers where they, they don't have to listen to the studio. So they're able to do that. I think so. Where, whereas, you know, younger directors, or if you're a director in the MCU, you're obviously working under all these constraints kind of thing. And you know, see the MCU is, the MCU is almost the most frustrating one out of all of them. Cause you know, for the Fast and Furious or whatever, or Harry Potter, you can almost... In fact, I said Harry Potter. Harry Potter had illustrated covers. But yeah, for a lot of these these franchises, I can understand it. But the reason why it's almost mind-boggling with Marvel is it's a comics universe. where yeah, it's like, where did it originate? <laughs> right? And every month, you and I know growing up, it wouldn't just be different characters. You might have multiple Spider-Man books that have different art styles and different teams. Like one might be super cartoony yeah. and one might be grim and gritty and one might be photorealistic. It wasn't hard for us as an audience to still understand these places. These stories take place in the same universe and these characters are connected. So that's the kind of, I mean, like I feel, don't get me wrong. I, I, I've, I've said it time and time again on this podcast. I always like don't want to come across uh, sounding ungrateful because I'm really I feel really privileged that we live in a day and age now where what we love is mainstream and that there are studios throwing billions of bucks at this. But I always do feel slightly disappointed that they're not taking more chances. You you hired some of the most incredibly diverse like auteur directors and cinematographers and you have these amazing cast of people, but you could kind of do a supercut of scenes from different parts of the, the franchise and it would look like the same film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and it's the same with the posters like I mean I can I can picture in my head specific comic book covers that I probably haven't seen for 20 something years yeah. you know ones I had when I was a kid that are long gone but the the the, the cover is like burned into my brain but if you told me yeah you know tell me what the Thor Ragnarok poster looks like or you know Avengers Age of Ultron I could maybe guess but also I'm probably thinking about four other posters as well do you know what I mean they all like, yeah sort of blend into one there's li- there's literally only one poster from MCU that I could just remember without even thinking about it and that's the Ant-Man because they were doing all those those funny yeah. posters yeah. where they'd have him like alongside Thor's hammer or alongside the yeah. shield and that's like the only time I felt like they, they thought outside the box otherwise it's just Generic shot of the character doing yeah, this. Yeah. Generic poster character with all the post with all the characters on it. It's just like try something else, man. Even like I'm 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 seeing DC moving slightly towards a decent direction. I don't know if they've done it in this country, but in the states, they've actually the poster for the Batman that's coming out next year is actually a Jim Lee illustration. So that looks. Oh, amazing. I haven't seen that. I'm gonna have a look at that now. Yeah, it's really nice. It's like this monochromatic uh, red and black Batman in the rain. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's the, offic- that's the official poster, is it? It is in the States. I think we're going to get like a repackaged... Yeah. I, mean, I saw one at a theatre recently here, but it was just the logo. I mean, that's great, though. That's, you know, it's a, just a bit different and it's simple and it's... Right? You know, it gets everything across that you need it to, but it looks like a comic book cover. And that's it. Like, you want... You you want to and this is I mean this is a whole other discussion but I think one thing I I kind of didn't like about the um, for, to everyone listening to this I don't know when I'm going to upload it but at like three o'clock this morning Marvel finally released the Spider Man No Way Home trailer and I loved it but there is a scene where they the kids are laughing at Otto Octavius's real name which I guess a lot of people have argued is a very teenage thing to do like you know that's the type of thing kids would probably you know roast you about. However, it does kind of go into this thing, which I think can be applied to both hip hop and and comic book movies at the moment, which is it's kind of this denial of like how goofy and how silly comics can be. It's almost like, haha, we're above this now. Can you yeah. believe that people used to be entertained by this Otto Octavius? Yeah. And I feel like hip hop's got that too. And that maybe speaks to why the illustration's not there. And it's like, with both these things, yeah, it's ridiculous. That's why we gravitate towards it. You know, like I could take a lot of my top 10 favorite rappers. And like you said, Eminem, I think that was, he's obviously gotten older and, you know, lost some of the edge. But initially, that's why so many of us were attracted to him. He was like insane and he was cartoony and like ridiculous and overblown and had mummies chasing women through camper vans and shit. And it's like, I kind of want that again. I feel like especially right now, the time the world is at, we've been on lockdown for damn near two years. Yeah. We've had terrible weather. There's been political turmoil. We've just got over Trump. I really want to see some cartoon shit again. I want to see some bright, happy characters and I want to see some artwork to join that. I think it, it's interesting going back to what you were saying about the the film posters and, you know, the, the threat of if it's illustrated, it must be a cartoon. If it's a cartoon, it's for kids and, you know, and... With hip hop, I wonder if that's a similar thing where, you know, rappers want to be taken seriously and they don't want to be seen as cartoonish or silly in any way. Whereas, yeah. you know, just just because Eminem had cartoon characters and stupid stuff, uh, you know, stupid stuff on his in his album artwork and things. I mean, he did rap about cartoony things, but he also rapped seriously. Like he was, it, it, it never affected. Yeah. How seriously you took him as an artist, 
you know it just yeah to it from from my perspective so yeah there, there does there's a lack of uh fun in hip-hop at the moment i think it feels like yeah. that sounds like a really there it is. granddad thing this is the thing because like yeah sometimes i'm like am i an old head now like i feel like i'm an old head yeah. <laughs> like and 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 I hope someone can prove me wrong, but I feel like looking back on it, like especially the early two thousands, which for me is that's my golden era. Missy, Luda, like yeah. they were just like if you look at something like Luda's artwork for Word of Mouth, oh, man, which was like the, the, big, the, the big collage, the... it, was, it was incredible. It's incredible. And Missy and Timberland were doing these weird space age hype Williams videos, and like everything was super bright. Like even Diddy, who like you know purists hated at the time because he had the shiny yeah. suits the shiny suits were incredible yeah. like it was this weird futuristic ultra colorful and it was almost like this friendly competition where eminem would have the craziest video on the block and the craziest artwork so then luda has to one up him and then all right yeah. jay-z jay-z's going well i can't really do that stuff but i'm gonna have two thousand women on this yacht you know <laughs> and it's like david Lachapelle was shooting all the album covers and yeah. i don't I just want to see some of that like i feel like right now especially with drill and trap having such a, a foothold on the industry, it's 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 kind of the opposite of what it used to be. If Eminem did something, Nelly had to outdo it. If Nelly did something, then Missy had to outdo it. And now it's kind of like, oh, the first guy's done well. I'm just gonna copy and paste him. Yeah. And now there's just a thousand people that just look and sound the same. And like, I'm not saying there's no individual voices. We have some incredible talents. We've got Little Sims and Freddie Gibbs and No Name. And there's there's a lot of people that are doing good stuff. But I think generally. I don't think it's like it was where it's like, I mean, I saw a tweet the other day that really resonated with me where someone said, does Def Jam hold as much weight in 2021 as it used to? And, you know, the answer is obviously no. Yeah. But what was interesting is that in the comments, a lot of people said, does any label? And I can't think of a time, I can't think of a label that does right now. So as you say, early 2000s, you had Def Jam, Shady was doing their thing, like Rough Riders, yeah. you know, Raucous on the underground, you know, you had Def Jux, so many cool labels. And like, even in the UK, like we had Luck, uh, Lex and Lex were just putting out incredible stuff, you know, but who could you think of? That? I mean, I can remember like Def Jam. I used to, I used to buy like albums that I saw Def Jam on if I had no idea who the artist was. Cause I, I liked yeah. so many of, of the artists they were putting out and the albums they were putting out that it was like, you know, you're almost a, it's got to be Def good. Jam fan <laughs> before you're, a fan, a fan of the, of the artist, yeah. yeah, yeah, 100%. But like, like you said, I can't, there's no, I can't think of a label now that I would do that where you'd be like, I don't care, I don't need to know anything about this album, but it's been put out by X label, so I'm going to buy it. And I, I, yeah, you don't have that, yeah, that's it. Someone argued Griselda, and I'd say, yeah, I guess so. Um, but then someone else said TDE, and it's like, I guess TDE, but when was the last time they released an album, mm. yeah, like so that, that, that cult, that culture is not really there, I think realistically odd future might have been the last one that really got the people excited like that there you know you can you can you can point to record labels that are putting out good work but it's that that question about is any record label like as powerful or as big as def jam was in the early 2000s and it doesn't matter how, how good an album you put it's just not def jam was like everyone knew who they were you know you knew the artists they were putting out yeah it's changed, hasn't it? That that the landscape of it really has the big record label. It has, yeah. And I have um, one of my prized possessions. Um, anyone listen to this? If you can, if you can get hold of it for cheap, there is a, a book, coffee table book, twenty five years of Def Jam, and I highly recommend it. 
Um, and it's actually, it's just like an amazing time capsule of hip hop. Because obviously it starts with them in the basement, um, Russell and Rick Rubin forming this company. It's like them cramming into a bus with the Beasties, Slayer, oh, wow. LL Cool J and Run DMC. And then it ends with the newest signing at the time, which was DJ Khaled. So it's like, it's really this time capsule of the Beasties to DJ Khaled. Um, but one thing that like is consistent throughout the whole book is just this legendary imagery like you could see a silhouette of LL Cool J and know it's him you see that candle yeah. hat you know you see if you saw Run DMC in those sneakers you knew who, who you were dealing with and like I'd say even to Khaled there was a point when he just had his we the best chain everywhere and I don't know I don't like I feel like I'm, I'm I feel like an old head I feel like I sound like an old head but like I just I'm not seeing it right now I'm not seeing that one person or even that movement where you see that creative imagery that like reflects how diverse and imaginative like this genre can be like it's, yeah. it's kind of sad it's tricky because i i definitely know like you know i'm i'm i've sort of i'm older than you i think i am but it's i'm really wary of, of sounding like someone that's just stuck in the past and all i like is the albums that i listened to when i was 15 yeah. and that's it so i totally recognize like i'm not i'm not in like the drill world in the same way I used to be with hip hop where I where I bought everything I could and I listened to it all the time, the new stuff that was coming out. So there's a big caveat about my feelings towards like hip hop coming out at the moment, but it just does, the stuff I have listened to and the, the album covers I see, it there just does seem to be a lack of something that was there when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I feel like, there's no way that was just a weird fluke in human history. Like that, those, like you knowing yourself in your industry, there's still insanely creative people. Yeah. And there are people finding new ways to do things every day, but it's like, is it a thing of fear from artists now? I mean, hip hop is, is kind of in a way bigger than it's ever been. So is it like, is it like a fear of, we don't rock the boat. We don't go, you know, untested things. Or is it a thing of, I don't know, maybe those, artists didn't find you know maybe it might be a thing like for graphic artists it might be a thing where it's now do, do those labels really pay as much yeah. as they as they should do should we be spending our time there or should we go to other industries but then, you know like th th there's so much freedom like you know you because you can release your own music out you can put your music out there you know you could choose if you were a recording artist you could choose to collaborate with a visual artist with an illustrator or not and you could put some amazing stuff out there that you know, I know. Obviously, that sort. You know, if you're that that could take money that you don't have. But also, I, I know from experience as an artist, I'm I'm well on board to work like on something for the love. If it's something that I I can I can tell that other person cares about as much as I do. You know, like I I will happily sit down and yeah. work on something just for the love of it because. A lot of my work, you know, a lot of my work is just to pay the bills. A lot of the illustration I do, yeah, I'm incredibly, incredibly lucky to be a working illustrator. Like, don't get me wrong, but being a working illustrator means you just take the work that comes your way. So when an, op yeah. when an opportunity arises, if someone came to me with an album that they put their heart and soul into, and I listened to it and I loved it, like I would. I would do you an album cover, you know, I would draw some t-shirt designs for you. I would do that. And I, I would do that because I, I, I wanted to share your sort of passion, you know? Yeah. But I haven't seen, there doesn't seem to be, again, 
with the caveat that maybe I'm not looking in the right places. And if anyone, if anyone wants to send me examples of this and prove me wrong, I'd be well up for that because you know I'm always up for listening to new music and discovering new artists and stuff. But Same. it just seems there are opportunities to do stuff like that that aren't being taken at the moment. Yeah. So you know, actually, that leads me nicely into the question I want to ask you, which is dream scenario your favorite and it doesn't i mean it'd be cool with rap but any artist says dan look i've got this album i love your stuff i trust that you would interpret it properly you name your price you do whatever you want who's the artist who would you love to do that dream project and it can be it can be current or it can be your all-time favorite artist, whichever you want i mean all-time favorite i would like you know peak eminem because oh, yeah. a, I absolutely loved his music, but also all the stuff we've just been talking about, the the cartoonishness, the the crazy, the levels of like fun in his work. I feel like you could you could just do whatever you wanted, and it would it wouldn't just go down well with him. But you feel like the you know his fans would be receptive to whatever you did. Appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Um, like now. It's tricky because I'm, I mean, like Action Bronson does a lot of, works with a lot of it. Oh yeah, that's a great Yeah, show. he works with yeah. a lot of good visual artists. I'm often, I see like mixed covers yeah. that he's done and he does like. Well, you know, it's crazy. I, did, I didn't know this, but do you know, like he's done his last three album covers. I thought he'd hired people, but that, that's all him. Yeah, he, the, the, the like, uh, what was the Dolphin one called? The last album that came out was, yeah, one of his paintings and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I know the one you mean. Yeah, yeah, and apparently, I don't know if you saw Alchemist's last cover, but Alchemist did that too as well. Oh no, I'm gonna have a look at that. I didn't. Alchemist did this weird album. Um, it's actually inspired by Action Bronson, and it's about the fact that Action Bronson is always teasing Alchemist for having a terrible palette. Um, and so he released like this EP full of instrumentals. Yeah, he did the cover for it. The Food Villain. It's called The Food Villain. The Food Villain. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And so he was being quizzed about it and he was like, yeah, I've always done album artwork. And he actually did, I don't think he did it fully by himself, but he did one of the Far Side album covers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I forget which one it was. The um, the one that's got like. No, no. The one that's like um, uh, a collage. Oh, I know the one. I don't know the name. I can't think of the name yeah. off the top of my head, but I know the picture of that. Yeah, and so like it's them, and they're all like kind of spliced together, and then you can see the sun and the moon. You can see the moon behind them and the moon stars. And he was like, "Yeah, this was like before Photoshop and stuff." So I had to physically like paint the moon and the stars behind them, and then we just pasted it together and scanned it. Wow. So like yeah, so it's really cool. Like and it kind of explains because Alchemist is one of the few people who I think, first of all, you see a lot of illustrated covers for his stuff. And yeah. a lot of it is really good. And so it's like, yeah, he does it himself and he's always done it. So like I I hope that's not what it takes for it to be in the norm. I hope more people will take a chance. But yeah, at least it's cool that you have people like him, like you said, like Action Bronson, yeah. kind of keeping it alive. I'm trying to think who else uh, you know what I mean, like I'd love to do like D double E. Like if he said Oh man, yeah what you want again obviously i'm coming from that as a fan of his but he's somewhat you know there's 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 fun in his lyrics yeah. and and his music 
And I've seen he did a few. I think he had an illustrated one last year or the year before. Okay. Uh, and he he's someone who seems to use a bit or has used Illustrate as an art. But I feel like you could if if you were given a blank canvas with him and he was like, you can do whatever you want, t-shirts, merchandise, album cover. Like I I I hope I could do something. Yeah, you know, that would. I mean, it's a shame because they, they seem to they seem to be less invested in rap nowadays. But there was a period when, like, whoever was bubbling in the underground, even if it was for one album or, like, one single, Excel would snap them up. Yeah. And one thing I loved about that was that, like, they gave them all amazing covers. So, like, the first three Dizzy albums obviously have iconic album covers. And then they had Wiley for a bit, and that's probably one of his most creative visual albums. Same thing with Gigs. He was there for an album. Tyler's first album was on Excel, you know, so... Like whenever they were there, they would yeah, just great, great cover, and like even the singles that came from it, you know, you do gigs well, yeah. Yeah, if I could, yeah, gigs yeah. would definitely be one. I think, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like, no, I don't know if they'll ever hear this, but like, no disrespect to the artist for his album covers. I feel like he's a guy who has quite good concepts, but maybe doesn't always find the artists who are capable of fully putting them out there. Like, I like. I like the fact that Landlord is like him literally in front of this amazing, imposing tower block, but it feels a bit amateurish to me. Like, like no respect to the guy. I just think it might have been a bit out of his yeah. abilities. And he's got a lot of covers like that. Like walking, you know, the original walk in the park is like a great idea, but it's a bit Photoshoppy. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So like, I think, yeah, I think you and him would be amazing because he's clearly a guy with like no shortage of ideas, but maybe and i know i know with his design and stuff he likes to try and keep it in his team so maybe it just might be that the people he who he knows who he's getting this stuff they're slightly limited in their ability or like their budget whatever so yeah it'd be great for him to like just go all out with it yeah i was just gonna say that reiterating the point that you know these are these musicians that i love and listen to it'd be great to see them taking these risks a bit. yeah you know the risks that we feel are lacking in Things. Yeah, because so, I mean, obviously, yeah, people listening at home can't see yeah. this, but I'm I'm wearing a OVO t-shirt, and I do love Drake, but man, every single one of his album covers is just a picture of Drake, and I would love to see something else. <laughs> you know, we're like yeah. ten years deep or something into his career now. Um, I thought I think I think this week is possibly the ten year, if not more, anniversary of Take Care. Great album. Um, and yeah, it's an iconic cover of just a picture of him sat at the table contemplating. But how many albums since mixtape since? I think the only thing he's ever tried, which is slightly different, is obviously there's the beautiful painted illustration for Nothing Was the Same. And then you've got the yeah. scribbled handwriting from If You're Reading This, It's Too Late, which became iconic. But it's like, dude, man. Like, the thing is, especially because he's almost Drake is the marvel of rap. He knows whatever he releases is going to sell a million copies. So. If that's the case, take a chance with it. I mean, don't take yeah. a chance like having a bunch of pregnant emojis. Take an actual chance with it and have weird... I mean, I don't know if you saw, actually, he actually posted on his Instagram the ideas that were rejected and all of them were better than the emojis. No, I haven't seen that. I mean, I've yeah. seen the emojis. I mean, I get why he did it. Like, it got everyone talking, it was trending, which is Drake's thing. But, yeah, he was he was submitted some really nice illustrations and different ideas along that theme of certified lover boy and yeah he kind of i don't know i mean maybe i'm what do i know because we're talking about the emojis which is what he wanted you know so well that's the thing like you said he you know 
he knows how to generate he knows how to generate buzz, Drake. Whether whether it's him or his team, but like you said, the fact that we're talking about it means that the cover was successful. It's successful, exactly. Some, yeah. You know, and actually, whilst we're talking about Drake in the Drake neighborhood, Kanye is someone we should give props to because Kanye is someone who has sought out illustrators and painters. Yeah, because I've got somewhere buried in my stuff. I've got the um, special edition of Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which was like he couldn't decide on one of the five covers he had made. So you can get all of them. They kind of slide out and you can pick and choose which is your favorite color cover. And I think, yeah, that's a guy I kind of wish that he set that bar and everyone followed it because... I can't think of a boring Kanye album cover. They're all great. Yeah, they're all interesting. They all they all make you stop. Like if you're scrolling and you see it for the first time, you want to sort of look at it yeah. a bit more. And I mean, the one I, mean, the one I probably the only one I probably dislike is Life of Pablo. And even that, every now and then, I'm like, is he trolling? I don't understand. And I think that's that works. You know? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not. I don't love it, but there's. It's different. There's an yeah. aesthetic to it that like again made me sort of i sort of analyzed it in a way like why don't i like it yeah you know am i missing something but again it it made me stop and look at it in a way that i haven't or i don't normally with most album covers basically yeah well what's quite interesting actually is like he's an interesting one because he has all these amazing iconic images and then pretty much everything else that came from good music is just running the mill Big Sean, who has actually had some great albums, most of his album covers are meh. Same for John Legend. Yeah. Like, his debut is fantastic, but you wouldn't know to look at it if you saw it in the shelf. And it's weird that Kanye, a guy who was so hands-on and kind of has his fingerprints on everything, production-wise, a guy who was so focused on the aesthetics of things, the good music, like... I'd say outside of Kanye, the only person who had memorable album artwork was obviously 2 Chains had the iconic... His debut album had the the two chains on black which was you know so influential that black panther ripped it off but yeah it's it's weird you've not really seen that outside of that it is it's strange isn't it when you think like these artists putting so much time and energy and effort into albums and then the cover is like an afterthought or they just they just let someone else decide i'm not saying they do but there is that it feels like that sometimes where yeah it's like you should see this you should see the cover as an extension of the, the music inside you know yeah i think it's funny because I've, I've heard quite a few stories and like so like my idol is michael jackson but one of the funny things i heard quincy jones say was that the reason michael was wearing the same outfit in the bad album cover as he was in the video was because he didn't want to go to a photo shoot so they had to like basically ambush him at the photo shoot at the video shoot take him to the side he gave him like five minutes and they managed to get that iconic photo. But like generally, he didn't like photo shoots. He didn't like sitting down. And I think maybe that's how it is for a lot of artists. And so, yeah, as, as you said, you just end up with like the bare minimum because they don't care, like as far as they're concerned. And I, I, in a way, that's a really quite refreshing thing that the music is all that matters. That's that's where their focus is. But also, you know, realistically, that that's not all that matters. Yeah. You know that we have to buy these things. You know that we care about these things. It's part of the deal. So just do it and do it well. Yeah. And I suppose that, like going back to Kanye, th- that does, like his album covers do feel like an extension of the work inside, regardless yeah. of whether you like covers, but there always feels like there's some thought or, or 
I don't know. Just he he's not he's not just slapped whatever photo on the front and gone that'll yeah. do. He, he you know he really cares about what you're going to look at. When you buy the album like the first thing yeah. you see. He wants that to be thought provoking. I mean, one thing in you know, going way. back to Eminem, one thing I really loved about his was, and I'm kind of a fan of art when artists do this in a creative way, is he had like the running motif of he was on the steps for the Marshall Mavis LP. And in the Eminem show, he's kind of sat down in the same position, but now like he's on this world stage. And then Encore, which I don't like as an album, I do like the artwork. I don't know if you've ever seen the Encore album artwork, but yeah, yeah. it's basically him back on that stage and now the colours have changed. And if you listen to the whole album, there's these skits where it's basically this, this farewell concert. And spoiler alert for anyone who's not heard a 10-year-old album, he kills everyone in the audience. But like, what's crazy is if you read the booklet, they actually have... They, they they shot that as a thing. They've got Eminem shooting this audience and like people in their like evening's finest running from him screaming. And, oh, really? Yeah, and it's insane because I read the behind the scenes. And so when you see the pictures, it's a full auditorium full of people. But I think they only hired like 20 or so people. Then they kept having them change and then they would shoot each one of them to fill up the rows. Yeah, and then put the plate together. So like a tremendous wow. amount of work, of work went into that for this basically stupid punchline of Eminem just killing a bunch of people at the end. But like, you know, that's the level of thought that can be put into something and just make it a more, you know, meaningful thing. And when you buy the special edition, like that scene comes in these beautiful art cards. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. It's Eminem killing a bunch of people with, I think it's literally a Joker gun with, you know, bang comes out, but ends up killing people. Um, but yeah, he made this beautiful presentation cards in this box, you know, and it's similar to like, um, obviously veering away from rap, but like, I'm a massive fan of the Daft Punk. It's always the same logo and it's like, it's made out of velvet this time. It's, it, you know, it's made out of yeah. this time, you know? And you know, you know the band Chicago? Yeah. That was, that was their thing as well, you know? So it's some skyscrapers, it's chocolate. Like it was always the same logo, but like for every yeah, single yeah, one of their albums, yeah. it's always been something different. And yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. you know, one, it's, one, one person is really disappointed me he's never done it is I'm surprised the streets has never done that. Yeah, that's true. Cause I think he's got one that's of the best true, yeah. logos around. Um, on the channel later on, actually, yeah. I'm going to do top 10 hip-hop logos, and he's in there. Yeah, but I was always surprised he didn't do more with it. Even if, like, you just don't have, like, print the physical, the, uh, you know, have a physical lighter and have it in different places, like, tell a story with it. Because yeah. I think it's so great. It's one of those logos that tells you everything you need to know about the person, but yeah. he doesn't really do anything with it. That's true, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. I mean, in his album, like, I can I can sort of picture the, the first two covers, but, yeah, again, they weren't the logos don't feature very prominently on there but it no is a, which is weird when you come up with such a great logo which is like it sums up everything about him as yes. a character you know yeah and like i don't even like something like a grand don't come for free like i don't know you could have had the, the, the light up on the sofa yeah. you know hard, hardest way to make it easy living it could have been you know the gold plated light lighter now because that's about him making yeah, yeah. money it's just weird yeah. that a guy who's so imaginative it's like we'll just have it be pictures of me <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I think this is a good time to wrap this up. I want to thank you so much for geeking out with me, talking art and design. Um, have you got any last thank thoughts you'd like to tell people? Um, no, not really. Just again, if if any of the listeners do have any examples that they want to share, do you know? Obviously, send them to you, and hopefully, you'll send them on. I'll put I'll put all your socials in the uh, description of the episode so people can see where they can find you. Yeah, well, that'd be brilliant. So send me anything, any albums that 
listeners recommend or any album covers they think I should check out, just uh, send them my way. Nice one. And then where can people find you? Because I know apart from your own work, you work a lot with the um, the great folks at Trap Toys and you've got like a lot of regular artwork you do for podcasts and, and papers and stuff like that. So where can people find you personally? Where can they see your collaborations? Um, I mean, my so like you said, my my um, socials will be in the, in the link, but Instagram, I tend to share like, that's like an ongoing sketchbook, you know, online sketchbook. I put everything up there. Um, Trap Toys, we've got uh, some new stuff coming out uh, at the beginning of next year. Um, I've got hopefully a couple of T-shirts coming out this year. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just have a look at my Instagram and, and hopefully I'll I'll keep everyone up to date. Dude, thank you so much. We definitely have to get you back on in the future. Hopefully it won't be too long before someone releases something iconic and we can we can chat about that. Hopefully it'll be a movie or an album cover because, yeah, it feels like there's a real drought right now. But, yeah, it'd be cool to, like, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll see what next year brings and hopefully like there'll be some point next year we can we can do a sum up of like the new releases because I mean if if the rumours are to be believed Kanye's already working on something again Drake is apparently working on something Kendrick is apparently finally going to drop his comeback you know and J. Cole he's sta- he stated that the, al- the album released early this year wasn't a full album he's got something big coming so yeah it'll be, right. it would be big to see it'll be nice to see if like the big boys when they come back they can inspire some creativity you know yeah no that'd be great and i'd be up for coming to talk about that with you for sure thank you very much thank you guys for listening i'll be back soon with another guest patrick is gonna be back in a few weeks just uh watch the socials for more peace <laughs>